0: Kia ora, Koto, welcome to uh, Queensland Sound Live podcast. Is it Friday? Where even am I? Who even am I? Don't even know anymore. Um, I'm with the wonderful, um, I'm going to say that again, wonderful Georgia Rickard, um, who is um, editor, content creator, entrepreneur, all-round legend. Um, Georgia, how
1: how the bloody hell are (laughs) (laughs)
0: you?
1: I mean... Nicely phrased question. How the bloody hell are any of us? What is this time? I'm, what is this I'm, time? I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm coping. Um, I'm actually, you know what? I'm actually in pretty good spirits. It, it, it's all things considered. So thanks for the question. How are you? I,
0: uh, I'm, I'm not too bad. Brain's a bit full, but um, and the, the reason I've been asking people, how are you? And then how are you? Is somebody remarked to me the other day that they've stopped going good. And actually the more the more people ask that question, the more people are now kind of going, do you know what? I'm not too good today. Mm. Or at the minute I'm all right, but this afternoon I might be a bit shit. So it seems like people are opening up a little bit more to that. I t-
1: yes. So, I, I mean, I, I've, I've been doing a, a Corona crisis interview series with um, thought leaders and I have to say that's, one of the things that's been showing up is that not only do people have more time to give to actually participate in an hour-long interview, which is you know quite unusual when you're interviewing you know fairly fairly well-known people. I mean, we've had Lisa Messenger and Emma Isaacs and um, you know Lorna Jane and all you know, great great individuals. But but the, so not only do they have more time, but the the way that they are showing up in the interviews is a lot more considered and thoughtful than they might otherwise be because I think everybody's actually got got a little bit more time to sit and think about their answers and also as you say how they are
0: totally so tell me who you're in sydney Hmm. um who's been in your bubble as we call it here who's been that? who's been in there with you no one uh apart from the important instagram famous star that lives with you
1: oh (laughs) (laughs) yes of course it's been me and my little dog which has been really challenging you know so so Kingston, or Sir Kingston the Moodle Man, as he is officially known, um, has been the one person that I, person, gosh, you can See? tell I've been in isolation oh, yeah. for a while. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, he's, he's been in my bubble. And that's, um, you know, as somebody who, you know, is a professional traveller and um, lives alone and, and works alone, in a lot of ways, I haven't, I haven't been affected as much as a lot of other people in that, you know, I'm, I'm quite accustomed to being a bit of a lone ranger and a bit of a bit of an alley cat is the way that I would normally describe myself. Um, But it's definitely highlighted for me how much I rely on my daily interactions with, you know, humans, (laughs) really, especially as an extrovert. And, um, you know, for me, it's like, I'm actually staring down the face of turning 35 in a month. And that's actually also quite strange to me and a bit confronting because I'm single and I'm sort of now going, oh God, all right, 35, single, not quite sure how I'm going to date, really actually want a partner and kind of realising how lonely I am and how much time I've spent focused on my career for such a long yeah. time. And Yeah, it's, it, this has been quite a, um, a watershed moment, I mean, for me personally. But I also just think for, for most of us, you know, this is – someone and described it. Go on. Oh, go
0: on. I was going to say it's really interesting how you say about – because I've been talking to people who've been on their own and introvert and extroverts, and i've been talking to people who are living with all their family and introvert extrovert now i'm an introvert and extrovert so i i absolutely love my own space and i love my own time um but i love also being around people whereas my husband's a complete extrovert needs people around all the time coming to dinner whereas and, and i'm going a bit like I don't, I don't if i don't see my family for another week for a week brilliant put me on a desert island with no one whereas a friend other friend of mine who's in the house on her own is like give me people (laughs) it's really interesting to see the difference like the grass is always greener i suppose hey it's like i want what you've got over there and you want kind of what i've got and it's you know in a a all-round kind of conversation it's really looking
1: yeah yeah, i I, so um uh, a girlfriend of mine um oh she's a a travel journalist her name's uta yunker she's fantastic journalist she and she's got a real way with words as you hope for a travel journalist yeah and she she describes this situation as kind of like mother nature sending us all to our rooms to think about what we've done and um I, you know, I, I really appreciated that but i think that the process of us actually going to our rooms and thinking about you know kind of just assessing our situation it really is kind of bringing up into sharp relief or giving us an opportunity to um Reassess where we're at, what we're happy with, what we're not happy with. What you know, a situation like this really magnifies your your circumstance
0: completely. And I, and I was going to talk about that, like just about what you've kind of been through over the past couple of weeks, um, and the fact that you you know your job situation's changed drastically, um, and you've been alone and thinking about what's going on for you. But also, you shared a lot of stuff about what's gone on for you in the past. So quite openly and you've just gone mm. for it. Do you want to talk mm. about that kind of – was that a sliding process or did you just <laughs> – did you sit and go, fuck it, this is just what I'm going to go and do?
1: Okay. So um, for those of you who are listening who don't know me or my, my backstory, story, um, yeah, look, uh, so uh, five years ago I had something of a – I guess you would call a complete breakdown. <laughs> it was – my you know my whole life kind of stood out of control and the and the, the the major the biggest kind of crisis that I came to was that I began remembering um vast portions of my childhood that I had forgotten um yeah. and it it turned into a, a long grieving process that um saw me cry every day for two and a half years which was just insane I didn't even know that a human could do that I know, and so yeah look I mean in terms of sharing that story it, it it's which was something that I only did at the beginning of this year. It was a long time coming and I did think about it a lot, but to be honest, it was something, I guess I'd lived and breathed that existence as my entire reality for so many years and kind of, it it really took up, as you can imagine, most of my headspace. It was kind of the natural progression to share that and um and and i'm not quite sure why i felt the need to share it i knew that in in part it was it was important for my own healing and also that it would um probably help some other people but also i just felt this intuitive push that it was the right thing to do and you know when i lost my job uh, a few weeks ago which um i've been temporarily but indefinitely stood down from my role as editor at large with, with virgin australia obviously virgin is um going through the process of voluntary administration at the moment and things are quite uncertain. And it just, it seemed like the right thing to do again. And I don't know, I can't say, I can't say it was particularly calculated. I think it's just my personality is to be that is to, is to be the person who, (laughs) who blurts out things. It's, it's, it's innate, but I'm also, I think, the the healing process of going through what I went through um, and kind of re-assimilating my backstory into who I am and becoming a more solidified version of who I am has meant that I'm actually a lot more in tune with my internal compass and my intuition. And I'm really just, I've been following that, honestly, in terms of the stuff that I'm sharing online. And you know, I have been it's so interesting
0: because like I, I talk to in my other job, I talk about gut instinct so much. And the fact that we don't, we don't listen to it. We don't listen to it particularly in relationships. So we don't, we have this little voice in our head. We know who we are. Like internally, I really believe we know who we are. And I believe we know that from a very young age, but we're constantly trying to work out who that person is. But actually we know who we are, but we're not we, we won't admit to it, you know. Um, I talked to another woman last week about the stories we tell ourselves, which is a really in- I find really interesting. The stories we tell ourselves in here, but actually in our guts, we know what the real stories are. Um, the fact that, you know, we know yoga makes us feel good, but we don't really do it every day. We know that, you know, going for a run or eating well makes us feel good, but we still don't do that stuff. But I find it really interesting how, you know, you're in a, I'm in a, industry that is quite cutthroat and and perfect Mm. and and it's i i find it really interesting when people open up and go do you know what i'm going to share this stuff and i'm going to hopefully allow other people to learn some stuff from that and feel at ease maybe with the stuff they're going through but there's uh, did you did you feel um was there a, a, a pushback against that from a certain part of that industry to keep you've got to keep these walls up you've got to keep this image of what you're supposed to be and not break
1: that down really good question and um and yeah look i mean media um and and working a high profile role and um you know being associated with you know you know big conglomerations like virgin australia and, and hardy Ground media the, the publishing house that i'm associated with um yeah, finding my own voice in a way that's sensitive to them and, and representative of them was definitely tricky. And also on top of that, you know, just, just the idea of being a magazine editor, you know, I mean, Anna Wintour being the the the, the Vogue editor that most of us think of as, you know, we I, certainly I really struggled to put um, the idea of who I had a magazine editor should be, which is to say quite elusive, quite well put together, um you know articulate a bit intimidating <laughs> um and and you know quite almost bulletproof in one way with who i am which is to say quite messy and loud and um heart driven and uh, you know kind of the opposite of intimidating really <laughs> i would you know i'm quite warm and um and and learning to 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 find my own voice in that sea particularly within the context of my landscape and knowing who would be watching um because you know my following is of course very media heavy um yeah that that it was a lot and i did i i won't say i got a lot of pushback i would say that there have definitely been people or there's been a a little bit of i've heard a couple of whispers of you know a little bit of kind of malicious glee or gossip but you know that's their concern it's that's not my business yeah Um, The other thing to your point earlier, which I didn't actually answer in your question was um, how I'm coping with that in terms of Corona, because, you know, obviously I dropped up some pretty big truth bombs about who I am and what I've been through very recently. And then, you know, I lost my job and then we went into lockdown and I shared that online and it's literally been me alone with my dog, which is, you know, it, it would be very easy, I think, for me to slide mentally you know, especially given my, my backstory, which includes, you know, a raging eating disorder for a really long time. Yeah. Um, And, but you know, the, the, the risk in becoming more true to who you are and showing up with a level of genuine vulnerability was worth, was worth that, you know, the payoff was, has outweighed it. And, you know, as long as I, do the things that I need to do to make sure that I look after my headspace, which of course I fiercely guard these days, um, then, you know, I'm, I'm good. And to be honest, yeah, all things considered, I'm pretty, pretty happy with yeah. with our lockdowns going, even though it's, I know it's challenging for all of us and I do feel, I feel concerned for a lot of the people who, you know, maybe haven't had the gift of going through a complete breakdown and are kind of sitting on some emotional stuff that they haven't worked through and are now kind of being sent to their room as mother nature has <laughs> during a through. worldwide pandemic <laughs> yeah yeah so lots lots of layers lots of things. yeah lots
0: of layers and i and i know when i i started to get into that world of blog influence world like seven or eight years ago i i it, it, most of it made my skin crawl because that's not who i am that per- perfect i wanted to smash that as much as possible um and, and I still find that difficult being in that world of, you know, this is what it's supposed to look like. And the layer on top of it of being a woman, you know, you, yeah. you, and, and if you openly expose yourself to a, to a subject or a conversation, you kind of feel after a bit, people just go, Oh, just shut up. Just stop talking now. We've heard it. It's boring. Stop it. But actually we need to keep having those conversations because once isn't enough. Actually, it's, it's having those conversations about head. Heart, health all that stuff
1: absolutely, and I mean, I think the other part as well you know from from an an influence or an influencer perspective is that you can say something once and and you know it, it can feel like it, it takes a lot to to share something online and be visible with something, but most people are way too self absorbed to to be paying that close attention you know that you have, you often have to say things over and over and over again for the message to get through and um i you know obviously you know one of my businesses the travel boot camp um we talk a lot of we teach influence and a big part of that is um getting to grips with knowing that you need to actually be quite persistent with your messaging you need to say it often more and more and more than than you would um perhaps offline um it's yeah. Uh, but, you know, although I, I, I don't know, one of the girls that I, that I'm friends with who in Australia, we've got uh, something called are you okay day, which is oh, basically. Yeah, a, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Do you guys have that in, in S- NZ?
0: Somebody from Sydney brought it to Queenstown and did a day here.
1: Oh, yeah, oh that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, it is. It's, you know, it's such a lovely initiative and basically it's a day where, you know, that highlights mental health where everybody is encouraged to ask other people, are you okay? And, um, the this friend of mine observed that this period has basically been an extended are you okay day because we're all going around just asking each other are you okay all the time yeah so we should so we should yeah so we we should. should totally
0: so I know you've got a meeting booked um but I just want to briefly ask you have you have you thought about the future like or are you just kind of I know I know there'll be plans and there'll be ideas have you thought about what that might look like or are you just kind of sitting in it for a little while?
1: Well, look, I mean, I think the thing for me is, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, um, as an alley cat, as I described myself, um, and as somebody who recently lost, um, you know, a significant source of their income, it's been vital for me that I have been able to shift. And so uh, pivot, I'm trying not to use that word pivot everywhere at the moment. (laughs) so i mean yes i I, you do you do have to look at the future and um and and start to to work out to make plans for how you're going to move forward but at the same time of course none of us can really look forward too far so it's this really i think this beautiful balance of being able to um to make plans and to start um taking actions towards you know your your next um plan of attack but also to understand that those plans are, have to be fluid because, yeah. you know, none of us really knows what's around the corner. None of us really knows what's around the corner ever, mind you. And it's, it's almost like this time is, is, is quite uncertain, yes, but to be honest, life is always uncertain. And, and
0: I completely agree. It's like what, something could happen this afternoon and changes your life forever. Like, that's it. So just, yeah, totally. Um, okay, are you ready for your quick fire round? Ooh sure everyone gets this okay uh (laughs) hot bath or hot shower
1: god both but i'll take hot bath
0: uh cold bottle of beer or warm glass of red wine or neither
1: bottle of beer both i want both no at the same time uh,
0: i love a woman who wants it
1: all uh salt or sweet are you serious these questions are horrible I oh um um, sweet. Uh, Kindle or book? Kindle.
0: Mountain or beach?
1: Mate, I'm a travel journalist. Both. <laughs> uh, sp- spring or
0: autumn? Spring. Um, and were you, were you the type of girl who did your homework on the start of the school holidays, no, or not at, at not two either. o'clock in the morning the night before? That's it. Oh, you know, I've met so many people. I'm like first day of the holiday, so I can forget about it. <laughs> my husband's like, why would you do that? Why would you not just stay up at one o'clock in the morning the night before and go, Sorry
1: <laughs> That's it. Like that, I don't yeah, my no. I'm gonna use up all my holidays. I love it.
0: Um, and a famous person you would invite into your bubble, alive or dead? Ooh.
1: It's really annoying. It's not even who I want to say, but Jennifer Aniston just keeps coming into my head. Oh, I think she'd be a legend. Uh, th- that's why I just, I feel like she'd actually, do you know what? The way she conducted herself during the, the whole Brad Pitt debacle, like what a, what a queen. Do you know yeah. what I mean? She was so gracious about it. And I just think, mate, she must've been swearing a lot. behind. No, I doors. totally agree.
0: And the fact that she still smokes, like, you I know. Didn't know, that? Did
1: didn't
0: she? She? But she's, she's a smoker.
1: Yeah, didn't know that. Yeah. yeah okay, so she's probably, she's maybe she's a little bit, little bit dirtier than I than I thought. <laughs> well, that's not, that, not everyone got a bit of
0: that in them. Come on. <laughs> um. And anything that you want to recommend that you've been listening to or watching that you would let let people know.
1: <gasps> Do you know what I've been re- What I recently um, read, which was such a frigging great book, was the Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Oh, so I've heard had, so actually. Yes. Yes. It's so. It's, Okay, so it's about this guy, Michael Singer, a hippie in the 70s, um, barefoot. He's at university. One day, he's sitting on the couch and he notices that there's a voice in his head. He's like, what the hell is his voice? Turns out that's his mind. And he's really fascinated by like, what is all oh, that? Because until that point, he just thought that he was his mind. Anyway, he starts to notice that, the, that that voice in his head actually gives him really bad advice all the time. You know, oh, this person doesn't like me or, oh, I don't feel like getting up early. It's, it's going to be too cold or... Oh, I'm just gonna put that thing off. I'm gonna do my homework on the last day. Whatever it is, this voice just gives him shitty advice constantly. So he's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore that voice and instead I'm gonna start going, just rolling with whatever opportunities life presents me. And he gets really into meditation. Anyway, 30 years later, he's this barefoot hippie who sets up, you know, uh, in his van in a forest, is the is running a 3.6 billion dollar company. <laughs> But, and 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 the story of his life you know it you, you know web md yeah,
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yes that's that's one of that's one aspect of the companies the story of his life about about it's all about kind of synchronicity and surrendering to the flow of life and just buying into abundance and meditating and such a, and, and the coincidences and stuff oh it gave me shivers such a great book such yeah. an easy read and um and inspired me to start meditating again, which is always a good thing. Always so. a
0: good thing. I bought myself a Shakti Mac the other night um, and it arrived. And I was a bit like, Ooh. I got some money for my birthday. Can I try it? <gasps> Painful, but oh my God. Really? Yeah. Because I do a little, as soon as I put my baby to bed, I lie on the floor with my head under the couch because it's dark. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a little headspace, 10, 15 minutes just to, and then start work again. But... um. I lie, I've started to lie on this thing and it's like, Oh, and Liz was telling me Liz Carlson was like, just try, just do it for five and then build it up. Which is like, it's so amazing, painful, but amazing.
1: But yeah. Really? What, and what, what is the Shakti? What is that? What is the, New what are the benefits Zealand, of it?
0: Free, free advertising, New Zealand based company. And the, the whole idea is that it's, um, it's like acupuncture, mm. acupressure. Um, mm. And it's just a mat, simple mat that's got spikes all over it and you lie on it. And you lie on it with no top on, like you start off with the top and you can roll it up and put it under your neck and you're supposed to do like 10 to 15, 20 minutes and lying on it. And it's supposed to be this personal acupuncture tension release thing but they've gone crazy because people have just been you can stand on it which i tried which is the hardest thing i have had to lean on stuff <laughs> spi- literally spike plastic spikes you know? yeah
1: yeah i know them i've seen them um,
0: yeah i'm i'm like oh i'll do five minutes and i'm gonna try and build myself up see how we go might make me more zen probably not been trying since birth never gonna am. <laughs> <laughs> my mom my mom is still like jang you're 41 when are you gonna turn that switch off i'm like it's never gonna, happen, mom. <laughs> never gonna
1: happen well do you know what i read a really beautiful um i don't even know who, who said this but you know that that our whole life's purpose is literally just to become the most you version of ourselves that exists like there's no point trying to be anybody else and in no. fact as you were saying right at the beginning of this call where you know the idea that um we know who we're supposed to be we just don't we don't follow through, we don't listen to ourselves. Mate, all you can do is be who you are. In fact, be the, be the most you version of you you can. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Don't, don't turn that switch off. Dr. Zeus had it right, eh? There is no
0: other you than you, so. It. There we go. Um,
1: what are you going to go and do right now? I've got another um, a conference call. It, work has never been busier, I don't think. Yeah. It's, which is just, I mean, mate, we're supposed to be hibernating. Why is work so busy?
0: <laughs> mate! <laughs> <laughs> that's my worst i live with an aussie and i still i'm still really really bad at it so <laughs> i'll cut it off right now um you go have an amazing weekend um thank you for having me I, you are very welcome thank you for giving up some of your time for us um and i hope this weekend of your travel boot camp goes exceptionally well i'm sure it will you'll inspire lots of people oh, that's
1: um, a, that's and we'll heavy. chat
0: very soon looking forward to it good you have a good ah! weekend too
1: Thanks so much.